0: Hi, folks. Before we get started, we'd like to take a moment to let you know some of the content on this podcast may not be suitable for some audiences. It's all in good fun, but we just wanted to let you know.
1: Aloha, amigos! You're in the middle of a 97-song block of the best boy band songs of all time! Give me more, give me more. It's your pal Engineer Jim here, and you're turned into 97.2 H J O B FM. That's the job, and we're always taking care of our own, if you know what I mean. Say, guys, do you need some work on your car? If you were hit on the backside in your friend's ride or you are in a wreck at the discotheque, try the guys down at Bang It Out Body Shop because no matter how bad it looks, it's nothing that can't be banged out. So hit them up at 888-BANG-OUT or try www.bang-it forward slash forward slash O-U-T backslash 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 dot org that's bang it out dot org okay so now let's roll it along with two hunks that you definitely got a poster on your bedroom ceiling of that's Jay and Dan and you know it well guys my time's up I gotta get home to my cats <laughs> that's right cause they always like to be stroked it's Engineer Jim reminding you to handle your own business on 97.2 H-Job FM. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha! <laughs> and we'll help a few friends out too with that. <laughs>
2: Great to have you with us on the Jay and Dan podcast. I'm Dan. You okay? What
3: happened?
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, splattered
1: everywhere.
3: Shut up! Mom! That's what she said.
1: Bada bing. No, I guess that's say- a great start to the podcast. Looks like HJOB is working. Yeah.
2: There's a, a car wash by me here in uh, LA, and it's called the Handy J. Have
3: you ever gone and gotten one?
2: A car wash, yes, <laughs> and it's got an outdoor grill,
3: mm-hmm,
4: mm-hmm.
2: approximately twenty feet from where the cars exit the car wash. They've got an outdoor, like it's a restaurant. That's there the too. name of it,
3: outdoor grill. Yeah. Oh, so you can get like uh, burgers and dogs, and grilled stuff? meats. Grilled meats. That's actually kind of cool. So you get a hand job, a car wash,
1: and (laughs) some grilled burgers. I think they're a chain because there's a handy J by me, too. Really? (laughs) Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Yeah. On Ventura Boulevard. Uh, The
3: Valley Tools. He was up there uh, on Sunday.
1: Yeah, I went to meet
2: some old friends from high school. First time this has ever happened. I'm on my uh, way to dinner.
3: By the way, if this is the first time this has ever happened, I will give Dan all the money I have in the world.
2: I guarantee on um, on Doug's life, Doug the dog. We'll get into him later.
3: Ooh!
2: Uh, halfway there, I'm like feeling around. I'm like, oh, sh-. forgot my wallet. Forgot my wallet on the way to dinner, so uh, I got a free dinner. Maybe you should try
3: that more often.
2: <laughs> well, 2016. It's probably another year of Dan. Another reason it doesn't ever happen is because I never go to dinner with anyone. So. <laughs>
3: You're never invited out. No, but that's not true because this past weekend was truly your greatest Vegas weekend of all time. You crushed it there. You went to UFC 196. Tell us all about it, Dan.
2: It was amazing. First off, I flew Southwest Airlines for the first time. I thought people were kidding when they said there were no seat numbers. We all talked about it. I thought, okay, they're just pulling a...
3: We were taping the show on Friday when you're getting ready to head out, and everyone was telling you that. I, I said, yeah, I've got a ticket. I've got it right here. Yeah. So then, were you in the like A group or the...
2: No, I got group. there actually early for the flight, and I went up, and I said, I'm an hour early. Can I get on this flight that's leaving right now? And they're like, yeah,
3: whatever. Get on
2: there. So I get on the plane, and I'm like, that guy took my ticket. He's like, just, just find a seat wherever you can find one. Love it. And the guy's on the intercom. The middle seats, they're comfier,
3: you get better <laughs> service. They're like trying to convince people. To convince people to move into the middle.
2: So luckily I didn't get a middle seat, so I sat next to the window and a couple was sitting next to me. Uh, a gentleman was sitting there with a medium sized pizza in a box.
3: And getting a hand job?
2: No. So he was sitting there with the the box of pizza. I'm like, okay, he might offer me a slice during the flight. No. But wait. Why would he ever do that? He never opened the pizza box. He brought a pizza from L.A. to
5: Las Vegas. Huh?
3: Maybe Who, you, why? Maybe it's a, maybe it was a special pizza brand that he liked here that you couldn't get in Vegas. But it was at, it was just LA at the airport. Terrible too. It was California Pizza Kitchen. Oh, oh you can't uh. find that anywhere. It could have been that's a box only, full of snaps. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It and it's been been a drugs. way to bring
1: him on. That's a great point, yeah.
3: Jim. That could have been drugs, then Yeah. He's put a bunch of drugs in a pizza box. No one's going
1: to look, right? Oh, snaps for all his friends. Yeah.
3: Hey, you no, know, I'm a big CPK
5: fan. <laughs> yeah, nothing true. to see here. Extra Parmesan. That's nothing true. to see here. A
3: lot of scoops and snaps for
5: my so, night out.
1: And here's the pepperoni. <laughs> <laughs>
2: A spicy meatball or maybe he was waiting for me to ask for a slice and that was his trick because his junk would just be hanging out oh that
3: makes more sense oh, nice. That his penis his erect penis would be s- but then you think about how how like thick a pizza box or how tall a pizza box is that would be a very stubby little erection get
4: your hand off my penis like
3: that would be a a, a sad erection
1: hopefully you aren't listening with your family right now. <laughs> you could open up the lid yeah. and you could use it as kind of like you know Oh, it's like a high, tent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, kind of high. So, get some work done. I never, My I erections see. have returned. Yeah, like a, like,
3: oh, that's true, too. You could shade, like, you could yeah. shade your belly.
2: Never saw any. And I didn't see inside
3: the box. Well, it was a mystery. That's pretty much par for the course for you. <laughs> you didn't uh, see inside the box.
4: I, I <laughs> sent an email <laughs> to someone here at Fox
2: on Thursday night. said, You know what? I know it's last minute. What are the odds of me getting one ticket to go to the UFC event? The McGregor-Diaz and Holly Holm-Misha Tate. And uh,
3: and you said you were a little apprehensive of asking for just one ticket. Well,
2: it's kind of embarrassing because you say well, what ticket for one. Why? But it kind of worked out because the one remaining ticket was two rows back. I was behind McGregor's family. Yes.
3: You were in better seats than 90% of the major celebrities. Johnny Menzel was behind me. Yeah, Leo DiCaprio, Deni- Oscar winner. Dennis behind Miller, you. behind me. Dennis Miller, behind you. Gerard Butler, beside me. Gordon Ramsay, behind you. No, he was in front. He okay. was
2: front row with uh, George St. Pierre.
3: Oh, okay. All right. Amazing. What GSP an event. GSP got a huge ovation. Mm-hmm.
2: I almost went up to him and said, hey, great to see you. Because we've done, like, what, two events with him now? Yeah, yeah, that's I right. wonder what he would have said. I just wanted to see his reaction.
3: He would have not recognized you at all. No. No, he would have. He would have. Tried to and then he had been like, oh Canadian, then he'd try to speak French to you and you'd have been you'd have slunk away.
2: And uh, <laughs> I I threw ultimate shade to Leo DiCaprio. Oh were you that kid, Dad? So he was sitting front row <laughs> with Kevin Conley, um Johnny Drama and Toby Maguire. So he was sitting directly next to Conley. Who I've met before. He knows a uh, friend of the podcast, Steve Webb. So I went over in front of Leo. I said, Kevin, great to see you again. Uh, last time I saw you was at the uh, All Star game, whenever, uh, friends with Webby. And he goes, Oh, is Webby, Webby? This is great, isn't it? And had a big chat with, well, a minute chat. I said, Great to see you again. And then right in front of Leo, and I just walked past
3: him. Wow, you really stuck it to yeah. Leo. How will he ever recover yeah. from that? <laughs> Through the most ultimate shit. That's the most millennial thing you've ever said. In your yeah, life. that's so proud of you right now. Yeah. Dan, you've really changed a lot since you moved down here. And Throwing shade at and Leo. It, well, it showed Leo. <laughs> Throwing shade at Menzel. It showed
2: Leo, hey, maybe not everyone cares about me. Maybe people care about other people.
5: Why, why are you doing it in that voice? <laughs> hey, who's but that you went over there guy. to like see him and talk to him.
2: No, I him. didn't even glance. I, want, I actually went over to say hi to Conley.
4: Well, yeah. I sure he
3: appreciated it because I'm sure everyone else was coming up to Leo and being like, Oh, you were amazing in the departed and the, the, the revenant and the, everything. He was uh, busy vaping it up. Yeah, you said he was crushing the vaporizer.
2: <laughs> well, uh, like vape, e cig, whatever it's called.
3: Yeah, the vape. Well, maybe it was just an e cig. Maybe it was that disgusting smelling grape. <laughs> you know? I uh, thought they had no odor. It's like smells like grapes. Kind yeah, it's of.
1: weird. Yeah, it smells like chemicals to me. Yeah, man. it's weird. I Delicious. <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah.
3: I'm, I'm pretty sure it was marijuana.
1: Yeah, yeah. What
2: an event, though. Yeah, two, two major upsets, and uh, hopefully everyone got to catch our interview with uh, McGregor and Diaz last week on Fox Sports Live. That was our first thing from our new show that actually got kind of big.
3: Well, not the first thing. We had plenty of other things. No,
2: from this reincarnation.
3: Oh, huge stuff happened before that. <laughs> the whole week before, lots of different viral stuff went viral. The Connor interview the week before did over 100,000 yeah. views. Hey, it's come good. on, Toolsy. Well, I'm just saying, get this on is on the first board. really big thing. <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> <born>. <laughs> now, Toolsy, you approached a lot of celebrities. Yeah. Uh, I'd love to get your sort of like a, a kind of a rundown of how you approach all the celebs to, to take selfies with you.
2: Well, um, Gerard Butler was sitting next to me for the whole fight. And at the end, I'm like, hey, that was great, wasn't it?" He? He's like, yeah. I said, yeah, I got pictures. I said, sure.
3: Okay, that's good.
2: Uh, Johnny Manziel, he came over to us. He goes, hey, guys, what's up? It was me and uh, one of our bosses, Jacob Ullman, who we've mentioned on the podcast. He said, not much. A pretty good fight. And then we shoot the for 30 seconds. And I'm like, hey, want to take a picture. He goes, nah, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> he
3: should care. <laughs> if you're Johnny Manziel. You should care a little more about that. <laughs>
2: And then oh, uh, I, was,
3: eh, I don't care. Nothing's gone wrong with my pictures up to this point.
2: <laughs> well, he knew he was uh, he was <laughs> not doing anything bad. And then uh, Gordon Ramsay I saw on the way out, and um, he's Did you like, play hey. the box card." No, he's like, "Hey, you guys got all the soccer." Said, yeah, so so bo- he recognized you. Yeah, so I said, "Yeah, Bundesliga and all that. It's great." He goes, "Yeah, I watch you guys all the time." I said, "Well, we should get a picture." He goes,
3: "Perfect. <laughs> Look at that." I <laughs> love Did you, you ask him to come on the uh, new show, the new Fox Sports Live? No. Um, okay. And then,
2: so I left there, it. so Jacob <laughs> says, where are you? Uh, come meet us uh, by this uh, certain door, like door B. And I get out there. Door he, B. He's standing with <laughs> uh, WWE superstars, Edge and Christian, who are Canadian. Canadians. And uh, he says, uh, what are you guys doing? And they're like, nothing. I said, well, let's uh, go for a drink. So we went over to the Luxor and had a drink with Edge and Christian. Now, why the Luxor? Because... Uh, Walking around Las Vegas with two WWE superstars is there's a lot of people.
3: Yeah, people were recognizing them. Oh coming yeah, up. people like on Escalators, It's Edge and Christian, right? Because was- they're together too. Like yeah. it's like yeah.
2: Um. So we went over there where there was less people. Right. Yeah. No offense to the Luxor.
3: Yeah, the, the Luxor. <laughs> not not exactly burning it up in terms of the what heat. The guys,
2: though, both hail from Orangeville, Ontario. And I said, well, how did you guys meet? They said, well, we were kids. We grew up together. And we said, why don't we become wrestlers? And they did. That's it? Yes.
3: <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Why didn't we do that? I don't know.
2: And now they live in Venice. They have the Edge and Christian show. You can Is it, it like it a YouTube. podcast? It's like a little TV show. And it's also on the WWE. Oh, uh, on the network. Yep.
3: Yeah. But it's also on YouTube Yeah, Boy, WWE was way ahead of their time with that man Doing their own network yeah. like that That was really smart of them
2: So we'll have to have them in on the
3: podcast So, yeah, yeah that would be great We should have them on So, now, where did the night go from there? Spearmint Rhino No, gambling
2: okay. The All craps right. tables
3: Okay, with Edge and Christian No uh, With Jacob uh, With myself Okay, yeah. So you at one point <laughs> said Guys I'd love to continue This great time no, 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 With th- you WWE superstars Probably ladies will be coming by But I have a small gambling problem I have <laughs> to attend to fun. It'll be they,
2: fun. they were going to bed So we left them I hopped in a cab with Jacob and his friend Josh And yep. uh, we get back to the hotel I'm like alright guys let's hit the floor They're like yeah we're going to bed <laughs>
4: I'm
2: like, what? Hmm. That's, all.
3: That's Were they staying together? Okay. That's weird. That's a weird one. And did you see Shregs? Saw Peter
2: Shreger. He was there uh, with a bunch of buddies. I uh, saw Frank Thomas, our good friend. Oh,
3: what a guy. Said nice things about the new show format, you yes, told
2: me. Yes, he did. And uh, he is huge into UFC. So he was like uh, three rows back, but I had a clear had view no to idea. him. I had a clear view back to him. So whenever I turn around, he's always looking at me. He's <laughs> like, going, <"Yeah." laughs> He's like, out what's going on in the (laughs) octagon and just the biggest frank thomas smile on his face
3: what a what a gem what a gem that guy he
2: was sitting with the president of all of fox chase chase Carey. Carey.
3: yeah he's like right below rupert basically
2: he wasn't there when i went back to say hi to frank so
3: what would Mm -hmm. that have been like hey chase you obviously (laughs) know me i'm dan o'toole i co-host the (laughs) newly incarnated fox sports live
5: dan o'toole here let's get a picture (laughs) 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 <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't that be great if chase was the only guy who turned you down for a picture?
2: <laughs> it was very strange going to your first ufc event in sitting beside i sat beside behind holly's family yeah and mcgregor's family so sitting behind two families that the opponent or the, where they the lost in the octagon tough to watch
3: well i so the, your seats i think were the same seats i had for gsp's last fight they're like dana's seats yeah and i think that they are because we were sitting behind Chael Sonnen's wife who when he was getting the sh- kicked out of him <laughs> by Sugar Rashad Evans. Like, getting destroyed by him and his wife in front of me. I re- actually wrote this in the second book. His wife is just screaming like,
4: get up! Get up!
3: And I'm like, oh, I want to leave. Yeah. I don't want to be here anymore. Connor's
2: mom could not watch, so she buried her head for the first entire round, around which Connor won, and then... She left in the uh, the in between part. Now, Park I asked second. you
3: this. You were sitting behind her, maybe a little shoulder up for no. Connor's mom.
2: I did talk to Connor's dad about Ireland. He <laughs> you told did? He told me where the uh, the O'Toole's are. He goes, oh yeah, they're uh, down
3: in Tipperary, or where, they're you know. down in Tipperary no, <laughs> County
2: Cork, <laughs> County Cork. He goes, there's a lot of you down there. <laughs>
3: So, are you going to go visit the uh, the McGregors? I
2: think that's an open invitation. From seems the like,
3: it seems like when when the Irish just talk about their country, that's them saying, "Come visit me and stay <laughs> with us, and we'll take you out for Guinness." So,
2: if you get a chance to go to a UFC event, it's pretty fun. <laughs> that uh, is- Grand Garden Arena, the MGM—is I- it a great? I thought it was going to be eight thousand times bigger.
3: it no, it's- looks way oh. bigger on TV. Yeah, but it's yeah, it's like half the size of like a. Air Canada Centre, Bell Centre type thing. It's perfect because even if you're on the top row, like if you've never been there and you, you're like, oh, I don't know if these seats will be good enough because they're way at the top. No, those seats are amazing. Like every seat in yeah. there is amazing. There's not a bad seat in there. Yeah, definitely go. Definitely go if you get a chance. Hey,
2: our guest on the show today, we mentioned it last week, is Stuntman Stu... He and I both began our broadcast careers together at CKDJ. He's battling uh, <laughs> leukemia right now. He's now out of the hospital, so we're going to get an update on him, and then he's going to tell some wild tales
3: about CKDJ. Maybe I'm very happy to hear he's he's uh, an he's Ottawa doing radio legend. CKDJ, yeah. and he is the in-house PA guy for the Sens. Right, that's right. Anglais, en français, <laughs> the
2: only Canadian team that has a shot at the playoffs.
3: Yeah, good point. Yikes! And then I saw today on Deadspin, of all places that uh, NHL expansion is, like, dead in the water right now. Really? Yeah, Quebec... Because uh, of the dollar. The dollar is on Quebec. So the- they've given up on Vegas, too? Well, it seems like Vegas is, like... Hit- and It seems like the Vegas ownership group is, like, oh, we're waiting to hear back from them, <laughs> but... Oh, uh, we should mention, yeah, it's Jake Allman's birthday today, by the way. Jake Allman. And what? he is a I mean, he has been a podcast viewer since well, he he listened to all the old podcasts too.
2: He actually brought up a good point because we went to dinner and he said, How oh. many Americans
3: Did you bring your wallet for that dinner? Uh I did.
2: Uh, <laughs> how many Americans uh have listened to all the TSN and Fox podcasts?
3: And I said, There's not many, and he's one of them. I think him and the Martino sisters. Shout out to the Martino sisters. Big time. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I have something very quickly before we uh, we get into our good friend stuntman Stu, uh, Lanny Lanigan. At Lanny Lanigan sent me this tweet. Shame on to thee, Jay. <laughs> right, Moosehead is brewed in Saint John, New Brunswick, not all the way from Halifax, as I said. Hashtag Moosehead, hashtag Canadian, hashtag come back. Lanny, I'm sorry, and I apologize to everybody at Moosehead. I apologize to everyone in St. John. I love newbie, love going to New Brunswick. I don't know why I thought it was brewed in Halifax. I'm not really sure why I thought that, so yeah, I Yeah, that was uh, last
2: week's podcast with yeah. Rob Stone. We enjoyed some uh, Moosehead, and it's always the case when you, when you know you can't have a bunch of beers and you have one or two, yeah. they taste delicious. Yeah, they're like, so
3: good. But then the problem with that, like, so we had those beers, and then we had to do a show later, yeah, sleepy times. Yeah, you're just you're not drunk. You're not 100% sober. You're just in that sort of like, well, I probably shouldn't drive state. What's this say?
2: Oh, this is from Brendan Roy. Uh, Hey, Jay and Dan, I work for Moosehead Breweries in St. John, New Brunswick. Big fan of the pod and was unbelievably pumped when I saw you guys crack a couple green bottles open on air. Would love to send you guys some Moosehead swag. Brendan Roy, just send it to Fox.
3: Send it to Fox and send some for all these fine characters. Ben Teller, Engineer Jim, Sexy Mike, and Pat Ball Downey. And And, he's
2: on the phone. And he could send some to Stuntman Stu. Stu, you love Moosehead probably, right?
6: I love Moosehead, and I watched you drink enough of that stuff in college, and you still did uh, show drunk, and
3: look at you now. <laughs> that make, at least now it makes sense why they were so bad, <laughs> Stu,
6: why those shows were so bad. Hi, guys. How are you, buddy? Oh, just sitting here back in Ottawa, Canada, beating uh, leukemia. Other than that, it's fantastic.
2: So how, So you were in hospital for how long, like uh, two weeks after the diagnosis?
6: Yeah, I was supposed to be there four weeks. They kicked me out on Friday because I was uh, just causing too much trouble. I have to go back in this weekend for another round of chemo, but uh, that's only for a couple of days, and then we're going to continue beating this thing.
2: Yeah, and the support has been unbelievable. Uh, I've been following along on Instagram and on Twitter. It's like the whole city has come to visit you.
6: Yeah, I even got a shout out uh, on Parliament Hill yesterday in the House of Commons. was pretty cool. That's that's probably the only time you'll hear the word "stuntman" Stu <laughs> on record in the House of Commons. <laughs>
3: um, what do you? How are you filling your days right now, Stu? Are you are you on the internet? Are you Jones to get back to work right
6: now? I, I, I miss work so much, uh, but I'm I'm going through all of the old uh, Jay and Dan podcasts, so that's helping me sleep throughout the day. <laughs> <added up. laughs> but thank God for social media, guys, because, uh, you know, not being on the radio every day on Magic 100 with Angie, my work wife, uh, that, that part really sucks. Um, but, you know, connecting with the audience all day on Instagram, on Facebook, on Twitter, that's that's really saved me. So, Stu, tell, uh, tell
2: our listeners your career path, because I mentioned we started at CKDJ in Ottawa, and you... You were on the radio in Ottawa even before you started taking that course and you've been on the radio ever since, correct?
6: Yeah, so I started I started doing stunts for a local rock station, one oh six nine The Bear, which is now a dance station. And what the and bear's started, not there anymore? No, it's, you leave Canada and look what happened.
3: <laughs> Suddenly all so the I, classic I, rock stations shut down. It's our fault. Yeah.
6: Dude. It's like how many how many times can you listen to Rush? <laughs> well, a lot
4: i can tell you that
6: all the rush fans are gonna like angrily tweet me now but uh, so i worked there for 10 years i had a lot of fun working for a rock station doing you know i was the guy that uh, long before jackass and all this stuff that is so commonplace now on vine that you know we take for granted uh, i was the kid that they would send out on the morning show to do all the crazy stunts you know they they duct tape me to a street pole one day and they had listeners Come down and shoot eggs at me because you know for concert tickets because that's what wild and wacky <laughs> wild and wacky rock morning shows do.
2: That's right.
6: <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, after that, I went into sports talk uh, for three years at Team Twelve Hundred in Ottawa, which became TSN Twelve Hundred. I left there, went across the hall to Bob FM. That's now a country station, and for what? the last five years, no Bob <laughs> FM. There, no. Every station I go to either changes format or changes <laughs> Stu, do you
3: think
2: it's
6: you? <laughs> I, I, I've been at Magic One Hundred for the last five years, and now I got leukemia, so I don't know what's going on. Next. Oh man! man. Yeah. And how did you ever become
2: the in-house voice of the Ottawa Centre? Yeah,
6: what a gig. Uh, that's that's the so much fun. In 2006, they were my buddy of mine, uh, Colin Zappia, said, "Hey, they're uh, they're looking for a new PA announcer. You should send them a, a demo." So I sent the, like the worst demo, uh, you know, um, imaginable. Like I was doing what I thought the PA announcer should do, and I still have it, and it's just awful. Uh, and I got the job, and, and, I, and <laughs> I I, <laughs> I remember. Roy Malacca, who at that time was the, the team president, he knew I was a Habs fan, and he said to me, he called me into his office, and he said, look, he said, if I give you the job, you got to promise that when Montreal comes to town, you don't get excited when when they score a goal. I said, the Habs are officially dead to me, Roy. Nice. Wow. Go Sens go. Good for you. So
2: were you just going, in your demo tape, were you just going over the top?
6: Oh, my God, yeah. It was so bad, guys. It was like, Senators, goal scored by Danny,
4: <laughs>
6: <laughs> that sounds
4: good. I think you
3: should stick with it. And I love the Danny Heatley <laughs> reference. Yeah, I love that heater <laughs> reference. Longtime fans will appreciate that.
2: Uh, yeah, so no, your favorite, your favorite moment, because you have literally front row seats to all these great senators moments, which there have been some in the past few years. Your favorite. If you could hand pick a one or or a couple in which you said, I've never been a part of something like that. I've never heard a building this loud.
6: Probably when Daniel Alfredson came back and retired, and he was in the warm-up. That was an out-of-body experience last year. Uh, when when he, you know, th- especially, this was our captain for so long, and then there was the, you know, the, the bad the exit, and then he came back, and everybody kissed and made up. And it was just such an amazing moment where I've never seen just in a, in a 17-minute warm-up you know, when he came out for that as kind of like the last hurrah, that was a moment as a senator's fan that I and everybody in this town will never ever forget. And,
2: and it must have been one of those moments and it meant so much more because of the person that Alfredson is. We've met him before, and he's maybe the nicest human on earth.
6: They they could easily put a, an Alfie statue outside of oh. Canadian Tire Center, like without no, nobody right, would get to that, yeah.
3: They have to do it. Who else are they gonna if, put out there, tug nut? <laughs> <laughs> wow, Ronnie, yeah. Oh, I love Tugnut, but I mean, if, if they don't put an Alfredson statue... <laughs> put outside, an
2: Alfredson and a Chris Phillips, side by side.
3: Right there, boom. And then a Wade Redden, right in there, uh, just falling down. Just like have him, just like a like a baby deer learning to walk.
0: <laughs> Poor Wade Redden, such don't.
3: a nice guy, Stu. I'm sorry, I, I just went off on a tangent. No, there.
0: no, I'll continue, it's your podcast. <laughs> it's right.
2: Wade, right. speaking, of, uh, speaking of Chris Phillips, he came to see you with his daughter in the hospital.
6: Philly is is just such a stand-up guy. I mean, you know, for for it doesn't matter what team you cheer for. There's always that that one player, which is rare now, that uh, plays their entire uh, you know their their entire career with one team. And yeah. he, he was nice enough to come to the hospital with his daughter, Naomi, and it was such a nice surprise. Um, th- th- this is actually a pretty funny story. Just before I got discharged, the players, a bunch of the players' wives and girlfriends, were going to come and see me in the hospital. And I had just got discharged, and I was like, how did I screw this up? How did I mess this up? The wives and girlfriends are going to come see me, and I get discharged. So, <laughs> I'm going back in on Friday, so maybe we can get them back <laughs>
3: Perfect. in. Perfect. Let's, let's send a tweet out uh, to all of them. Show up on Friday.
6: <laughs> the best
2: thing yeah, about uh, thing. Phillips, I think, is his laugh. He is the, I think, one of oh, my, yeah. my top five favorite laughs because it's just so dorky.
6: And, and, and he runs his own, he's got two restaurants in town, uh, Big Rig, which is awesome, because that means that there's you know, lots of beer and pizza.
3: Well, and the other thing about Chris Phillips is, like, when he was drafted out of Prince Albert, it was, uh, I guess you could say, a bit of a weaker draft. And, you know, he was sort of not maybe considered the greatest number one overall pick of all time. But now you look at that pick... You have a defenseman who plays at that high a level for his entire career with one team. That's an incredible pick now yep. when you look back at it. Like, they, they totally scored with that. It's a lot better than Alexander Daigle, I'll say that.
6: <laughs> or, or Yashin. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Is Yashin still being paid by the Senators?
6: <laughs> no, no. I think I think he's, he's all said and done. He's being paid by uh, Carol And
2: I, I'd be uh, remiss not to mention Chris Phillips, former Fort McMurray oil baron and... Um, Pride of Fort McMurray,
3: Alberta. Now, before we... Is it? Oh, sorry. Is Stu. this the Chris Phillips show?
2: Yeah, exactly. Uh, we have a surprise for you. You can't see it, but Jay?
3: Yeah, uh, Stu, you're on the Canadian Wall of Fame. We, Center we're, we're, Square, uh, Stepmanster! Stu! We're putting you on the sure. Wall of Fame.
2: You're currently right beside Stompin' Tom, underneath Neil Young, beside Marty Short, and above Dan Aykroyd.
6: How good is that, Stu? That is some serious serious real estate. Yeah, you deserve Until it. Until I get right bumped right. for like somebody bigger and more well-known.
3: Well, Ben Mulrooney's eyeing up your spot. I can see him looking <laughs>
6: down at you right now.
3: Uh, make sure you send uh, Stu
2: your thoughts uh, at StuntmanStu and you're on Instagram the same, right? StuntmanStu?
6: I'm everywhere the same thing.
3: Stu, before we let you go, we haven't talked CK DJ. Oh yet. yeah, sorry. Stu, what, I'd love to get some of your thoughts on CKDJ and Dan's time there because that has become such a legendary part of this podcast, playing some of Dan's old and very amateurish uh, CKDJ tapes. Did you, did you know back then, at that point, Stu, did you think this is a guy who should
6: definitely go into a different profession?
2: This is my first time here.
6: I thought, well, the first time I met Dan, because you know we had the rapid-fire questions on Twitter, First time I met, my first impression of him, I thought, well, that's cool. One of the teachers is doing Take Your Kid to Work Day. <laughs> <laughs> and and look, he's, look at this guy. He's so cute. <laughs> my, my favorite moment when Dan would do his sign-off, you know, for sports, you go, I'm Dan. Oh, cool. Really? <laughs> that was my calling he card. He <laughs> would do that. He would do that back in college. And he was – do you remember Dan being on the uh, – that the Camilla Scott show, of do you course, remember when I roommate. Do. Yeah, okay, that's my wife wanted me. Uh, Connie Bernardi is my wife, who we were all in the same class, and she wanted me to bring that up apparently just to embarrass <laughs> you. But yeah. it's, 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 hey, well, I, think, as I, I said, think
3: we actually showed that on Sports Center
2: Dan was. O'Toole here, yeah, because it was a free train ride on the Via from Ottawa to Toronto. They gave you a hundred bucks and a free night in the hotel. That was like we won the lottery.
6: The amazing thing about Dan, though, is I hadn't seen Dan since college, and I ran into him in Sochi out of all places. And I'm like, this guy has not aged one freaking Bit. Well. Like you you ha- like you and Seacrest. What like other than the gray hair? Yeah, I was
3: gonna you- say the hair. No, the hair. Stu, you Seriously. should
2: you should have seen us when we got back from Sochi. I we- was
3: gonna say if you thought he if you thought he looked good in Sochi. <laughs> <laughs> wow! I mean, we were subsiding on McDonald's French fries and a quart of vodka each day. So I I don't know how you thought that, but that's very kind of you to say, Stu. Yes, Actually, spe- uh, speaking of the questions out to the uh, Twitter followers, Stu. Yeah. uh We have the rapid fire segment right. Now here it is. Rapid fire. <laughs> All right. So
5: when these went out, Stu is actually the first rapid fire participant to answer already on Twitter. Oh,
4: oh, okay. so yeah,
5: he he got right ahead of it. That's but, cool. And also speaking of uh, Connie Bernardi, at C Bernardi asks, is it true Dan was obsessed with Hootie and the Blowfish in college? Oh
3: my god. No. Oh my god. This is incredible. Oh, no. Stu, confirm knows this for us. Stu. No, confirm I don't it.
2: own a single record.
6: Huge.
3: Oh, my God, this is
1: embarrassing. Hootie
2: and the Blowfish. (laughs) I
1: wasn't. I only want to be with
2: you. What a hit. That was big. Hold my
3: hand.
4: (laughs) Hold (laughs) my hand. (laughs) uh, (laughs) (laughs) This
5: is from Outland. Have you ever participated in any stunts with Super Dave Osborne?
6: Ooh. Oh God, that would be a, that would be a bucket list. Yes, yeah. big time. Absolutely. Okay. Super Dave. <laughs> awesome.
5: This is from uh, D. Patterson. Who's grittier, people from Dundas County, Peterborough, or Athabasca Badlands?
6: That's a weird question. I'm going to defer to Peterborough.
4: Mm. Yeah, Peter we are A lot
5: of Skidoo jackets there. A lot of
2: Arctic
6: yeah. cats. Yeah.
3: <laughs> we were more of a Polaris
6: town. We had some <laughs> oil money in Athabasca. All
5: right, Brad McDonald wants to know, who is your favorite Toronto maple leaf of all time?
6: Ooh. Uh, the the one that is scratched.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
5: Next one. Come from... on. Come on. Matt, I like it. Matt Conn's Vita Is Tick, Tick, Boom by the Hive a great song or the greatest song? That's a good tune.
6: Uh, Matt Conn's Vita you can rot in hell. I hate you. <laughs> now I work with Matt. So. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's a little inside joke yeah. because the Canadian Tire Center, the Senators DJ, always plays that tick-tick that boom song, and I hate it because <laughs> I love Cotton Eye Joe, so it's it's a back-and-forth thing.
2: The Sens, for the longest time after they scored, would uh, play the, woo-hoo! The they blur-
6: don't, they blur- don't do that song, anymore, too. do they? 17 years ago.
2: Yeah. What no. do they play now after goals?
3: Like... Dan thinks that life stops when he leaves the town. Correct. Seriously.
2: <laughs> Correct. The bear is still there. <laughs> you
6: know, you know the uh, Parliament Bob Hill FM
2: the still there. <laughs>
6: no, no, no. The clock on Parliament Hill it still goes, Dan. It's
2: Kretchen, still is still in power. Still
6: the PM and thank God. <laughs> <laughs> RPM is at the White
2: House as we speak. Exactly. That's uh, they're going to be best of buds. Oh yeah, they'll be pals. Although Barack's not around for much. No, nah, he doesn't give <laughs> it. <shit>. No, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Stu, we can't thank you enough for coming on today, bud. And best of luck uh, with your battle. We're all uh, we're all rooting for you, and we know you're going to kick its ass.
6: Boys, I really appreciate it. Continued success. We love you, and uh, have fun at Fox. And we love you.
3: Thank, Thank you, you, my friend.
2: That is Stuntman Stew. Again, you can follow him on Twitter, at Stuntman Stew. He's also the same Instagram handle. He's uh, currently battling leukemia, and uh, we uh, we know he's going to beat it. So,
3: uh, Let's get to the uh, Jane Dan mailbag before we get to Shregs. Like, maybe a couple of questions. Or actually, you know what? Scrap that. Let's let's do Six Degrees of Engineer Jim. Oh, boy. Uh, here we go. Six Degrees of Engineer Jim. And this one's from Alex Bonsack. That means good sack. That means his testicles are good.
2: Good sack.
1: Jamhead with Jimmers. Woo!
3: Uh, as I said, this one from Alex Bonsack. Good sack. Uh, legendary guitar slinger, slow hand. Eric Clapton. Uh, yes. Eric Clapton. Yes! Yes!
4: Yeah. Yes,
1: yes, yes. I knew there'd be a connection there. Uh, I have a couple connections to uh, Mr. Slowhand. Um, one is uh, his drummer, uh, Jim Keltner. He plays with him a lot. And uh, Jim played on uh, Warren Zevon's last album that I did, uh, The Wind. And I worked with him in the studio on a bunch of other things. The other connection that I have is uh, when he did his uh, live, uh, that that acoustic album oh, that he did. Oh, the Unplugged? The Unplugged with Tears in Heaven. Yep. Oh, that was a huge. Uh, huge record. Uh, a very good friend and mentor of mine, uh, an engineer by the name of Ed Cherney, did that record. And uh, Ed's really one of my mentors i have him to thank for a lot of the success that i've had that's very cool yeah it's very cool isn't
2: it true that uh, eric clapton was walking with george harrison in george harrison's um garden they were walking around playing guitars and he says like they would never do that he says like it's not like we did that he says we've never done that and that's when george harrison wrote
1: here comes the sun." yes yes yeah it's in uh it's in that uh, George Harrison documentary, too. They oh, talk really? About it. Yeah, it's really cool. And
3: yeah. I heard or I keep hearing that at one point when George Harrison, like when the Beatles were fighting and George Harrison was like, I'm out of here. So at one point he was gone for two weeks. Lennon said,
1: oh, let's go and get Eric Clapton then. Can you yeah. imagine
3: if Clapton had just joined the Beatles? in 69? <laughs> Yeah,
1: I, I, you know, I I think in uh, one of you know their sort of autobiographies or biographies they talk about that, and I think Clapton, I don't think he wanted anything to no. do with that because the pressure of being in the Beatles was. Insane, yeah. Way too much for him to deal with. I, I don't think he wanted to deal with.
3: And that. I and I would say he'd feel uncomfortable about doing that to George. Oh, f- of course. he, he, I mean, he did you know, go on to steal away his wife. Yes, Patty Boyd,
1: yes, so. of course. <laughs> anyway, of course, of course. But <laughs> but uh, you know, if you think about it, at that time, right, with the Beatles and how big they were everywhere, yeah. Um, you know to. You know, turn to Eric Clapton and say, "Okay, now you're a member of the Beatles." That's an insane amount of pressure. It would have been so cool if they
3: could have just done one record, though, or even a few songs, like just to see how that the different dynamic of of you know John and Paul with a different lead Mm -hmm. guitarist would be kind of interesting.
1: I thought George was amazing.
3: Yeah, he was amazing.
2: I ordered a George Harrison book off Amazon a year ago. It
1: hasn't shown up yet.
6: Dan O'Toole. They said
2: it's out of stock. Silent we'll let you know when assassin. it's in stock.
1: And uh, you know, I talk. I about my. I talk <laughs> oh, about, my, I talk about my buddy Hoover on the podcast, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, he was uh, George Harrison's son, Danny, yeah. He was his production manager and live sound engineer when he went out on tour. Oh, cool. Yeah, he just worked with Danny a bunch.
3: Yeah, George Harrison was a cool cat. Yeah, the Quiet Beetle. If Amazon's listening, Just I want my unbelievable. book. Yeah. Unbelievable! <laughs> <We're, laughs> I don't think you're getting that. We'll see. We got one more, and this one's actually interesting. And I, uh, I think we might stump you here.
1: Norwegian Wood, yeah. And Here Comes the Sun, uh, two of the first songs I learned how to play on guitar. Really, amazing. Yeah. Here he, Comes the Sun, what a song! Yeah, he. And how can I not make you smile? His uh, oh, it's great.
3: All, all good things or all things must pass.
1: Yes, all the triple,
3: the triple album, the triple solo album, so all yeah. the material that. John and Paul were rejecting. He's like, F- "You guys, I'm putting out a triple album when we break up. Awesome! It's awesome. Like, uh, pick it up if you don't have it."
1: Of which Keltner played on. No, and I believe on the back of that album, you can actually they, as a joke, they put this. Uh, uh send all fan mail, everything to Jim Keltner fan club. Really? Yeah. And uh, you know, Keltner got, you know, literally thousands of letters <laughs> from George Harrison fans and it became a whole joke for them really for uh you know I the mean that, rest of that's that's a terrific
3: life. uh prank, but at the same time, like after two years of just getting tons and tons of letters to your house, I'd be really <laughs> Yeah, I, I think that's <laughs> kind of really how Keltner <laughs> felt, you know? <laughs> okay, very quickly. Uh This one will have to be quick, Jim. From Nathan Russell.
1: Joy Division. Ah, uh, Joy Division. I'll make it very quick. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs>
2: mm. I
1: don't even know that yeah. man. I don't know that man. Uh, <clears throat> like Ian Curtis
3: way. is the... Uh, sort of the uh, yeah, brother. they
1: were like uh, sort of English... Punk band, yeah, right? yeah. They were like,
3: like, uh, like, like post punk.
1: Post punk, yeah. yeah,
3: yeah. And they yeah. had, uh, they had, like, amazing song. If you get a chance to see the movie, I think the movie about him was called Control. Uh, yeah, I,
1: I've it's seen excellent. part of it. It is. It's great. It's really and good. Those speaking of control, those guys were way out of control. The Joy Division guys were nuts. Well,
3: they got crazier. So then, Joy Division became New Order.
1: Oh, okay. So when, when right. Ian
3: Curtis died. Uh, then Bernard Sumner, who is playing keyboards, became the lead singer, and that's New Order. That's who New Order oh, is. Oh, all right. Okay. And, and they became even more famous and successful yes, after that. Yes,
1: yes. Uh, uh, one of my neighbors, um, who is from across the pond, is a huge Joy Division
3: fan. Yeah, that, that one record, is it tra- Transmission? or cr- I think the album's called Control. Transmission. Transmission. Yeah. yeah, Yeah. great, great stuff. Tulsi will pick it up after the show. He'll, he'll order it from Amazon. It should show up. Anyway. Hey, we yes, have a record stash. player
2: in our new studio. I brought in a record. K- oh, what's KC what? and the Sunshine Band. Okay, nice. perfect. We'll
3: be rocking about. bat. Is Schrager on? Uh, no,
2: oh. no.
5: But oh, no. before I'm we calling. get to him, we have a gift from our what? friend. This is pretty exciting. From our friend uh, Andy, handsome Andy. Uh, these are football cards, CFL football cards. What? And uh, there uh, could be an autographed Rocket Ismail. Oh, provenance. my God. So we, this is amazing. Uh, should we open yeah. them? Yeah. Or? He wanted I to feel- open them
3: on the pod. All right, let's open them up. Okay, this is incredible. Tim confirmed that he had the whole set. All World Canadian Football Training Cards. Rocket Ismail, Greg Battle. he's the Les Brown. Les Brown. Ian
2: Sinclair. James Mills. Eddie Lowe.
3: I can't open mine.
2: Glenn Kulka, Classic. Club. Eddie Lowe. I got I got doubles of Eddie Lowe, if anyone wants an Eddie I'll Lowe. Trade it, yeah. I'll take one.
3: Oh, I got Rocket's brother. What? Not Roderick? autographed, though. Oh, my God. Label. Okay, what do I get? I got Reggie Barnes. Great. Ottawa Rough Riders. Tom Burgess of the Blue Bombers. Under the Legends <laughs> cards. It is Rocket. Is it autographed? You no, got it? It's not oh, wow. <laughs> Joe Theismann. I got a Joe Theismann oh. card. What? Ted Wall. Rookie for the Sasky Rough Riders. At a oh, my God. I got a Don Narcisse. <laughs> I got a freaking Don Narcisse from the Rough Riders. Wow, this one's got to be worth a million bucks. (laughs) Rob Smith. I got another Don Narcisse. You want to trade? (laughs) I don't know. That's a good deal for you. I'll trade you you an Eddie Lowe. There we go. For a Don Narcisse. That seems like a better deal for Dan. Um, (laughs) Louis Lloyd. Lou Lloyd. Defensive tackle out of Texas. Not Texas A&M, Texas A&I. And then Greg Peterson of the Calgary Stampeders. That was great. Thanks, Handsome Andy. Yeah, Handsome Andy. That's awesome. I love this. You know what? We should put this Don Narcisse card on the set.
2: Peter Schreger would appreciate these. We just opened up some uh, CFL uh, trading cards from 1990.
0: I love that. Guys, Texas A&I, it, it might not sound like a big school, but John Randall, Hall of Famer, went there. What? I believe Daryl Green, Hall of Famer, went there. Texas A&I quietly has churned out a few NFL legends and, of course, CFL legends. Lou Lewis. L- Trigger Lewis-, Mom.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Lewis Lloyd. Exactly. Lewis Shreks. Lloyd. You Lewis got it. Lloyd. Yeah, Tulsi got a Rocket Ishmael card. Uh, I got a Joe Theismann Legends card. This is a... Man, this That's is a bounty. Cool.
0: Did you get the Bruce McNall card? Or did no. It, that crumbled? Did Bru- that crumble? Did that disintegrate into the air?
3: Yeah, the Bruce McNall card, is it's just him behind bars. <laughs> That's it.
2: <laughs> hey, uh, Peter Schrager, I got to see you this past weekend. You were also at the uh, the McGregor-Diaz fight. Your thoughts? The
0: Conor McGregor fight. Yes, I had never, never been to a UFC event. I uh, was in Las Vegas with a bunch of other friends, and we decided... Let's go. We ponied up, bought some tickets, went. It was one of the coolest events I've ever been to, and there were so many celebrities, one of them being the man in the second row, Dan O'Toole.
2: But I... So, Sh- Schrager was down on the floor. Uh, we were uh, we were chatting a bit, and I have to say, Schrager's got to NFL street cred because uh, Johnny Manziel saw him, and he's like, "Hey, how you doing?" Shook hands,
3: and Schrags. You and Manziel yeah. hanging out in Vegas.
0: Manziel, we scampered off and did some dirty deeds. No, look. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Saw Johnny. Saw Chandler, Arthur Jones. You saw Demarco Murray, Reggie Bush. Uh, I was more impressed. Leo DiCaprio was in the house. Bruno Mars was in the house. But here was the crazy thing: Dan O'Toole had better seats than all of these people.
3: <laughs> it's incredible, and and he asked for them two nights before the fight. Like they were that that seat was just waiting. But
2: Peter, you pointed out to me the the genius of it all was asking just for one ticket. It's not like I need four. I don't need two. I just need one.
4: Yeah,
0: that's it. You weren't trying to impress anyone. You weren't coming in with. You know, uh, uh, a, a caravan of friends like my dumbass. Uh, you were going, no matter what, you would watch this thing in a dumpster if you had to. It just so happened you were handed a $10,000 ticket sitting in the second row.
2: Not bad. So, your thoughts on your first UFC event?
0: Uh, d- do, do they
2: sell uh, it right
0: in-house? I'll be honest with you. The prelim- Okay, so we walk into the MGM Grand. I'm not sure what the crowd's going to be like. And, I, you know, I, it's certainly not a wine-and-cheese crowd. We get there, and it's a rowdy, <laughs> bunch, a rowdy bunch. And a and rowdy there's a, bunch. There's a women's fight going on. Not the, rat, not the Holly Holm one. There's another women's fight going, and it's not a good fight. They're, like, staring at each other for two minutes, and they're just, like, looking at each other. And the things that were being yelled in the crowd... It was like I was like at a construction site in 1970s New York and there were women walking by. I mean, it was insane, the catcalling and like that. So I was like, all right, this isn't as advanced and evolved as we might have thought it would have been. But then once the real main cards happened, I mean, they, the respect, that was the amazing thing, the respect for both the tape and the home and like how grown men who are, you know, huge fight fans were treating this as if it was a men's fight. There was no gender lines or anything it was awesome and they came out and they put on a show and then I didn't think it was possible McGregor and Diaz put on a show really those two fights because the first three fights that I saw were kind of garbage and I think Dana White even alluded to that but those two fights I mean I've been to Super Bowls I've been to the Olympics with you guys I would put this experience up with anything else and I was blown away and here's what the UFC does they give you a little bite of the apple and I I had no interest in this I wasn't really a fan for years and then suddenly I find myself, like, reading articles. I'm listening to Ariel Hawani on your show last night. Yep. I'm trying to get more information, and then I'm looking up when the UFC 197 is. They give you just enough of a taste of the, the apple where you're hooked. And now I'm, like, totally in. I am totally in, and I don't know any, like, you know, the stats and who's next, but whatever they serve me, I'll be eating. But
2: upsets, upsets help because people care more. They're like, whoa, they're shocked instead of just, yeah, yeah, I saw that coming.
0: Well, that's the dumbest thing I heard. Everyone's like, oh, this was a horrible day for the UFC. Why?
3: No,
2: it's Why disgusting. is it
0: horrible that I don't know what's going to happen when I go into an event? Why is it horrible that now we have another star in this Nate Diaz, who, by the way, hey, are surprised that you won? Comes out and says, no, I'm not surprised, M-er, M-f-er. Like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, this
4: guy was amazing. He was, he was
3: so great. I mean, well, a couple of things, Shregs. You touched on it. This is a sport. People don't give it enough credit where the women are now becoming as popular and as well-respected as the men. It's like, it's incredible, the equality in the sport. And, as you also touched upon, I love how on it, like, Roger Goodell would never come out and be like, well, you know, we had, uh, you know, s- like 15 games this weekend, and 11 of them were sh-. but those no, four ones right. were great. <laughs> right. Dana comes out right. after this, this event on FS1 and says well the first three fights I was banging my head on the desk they were so bad I'm like I can't
0: believe this guy's incredible But then they were they were were. bad right I'm with my boys and this is all of our first event like literally all of our first event and we didn't know what to expect and we were you know having a good time beforehand so we come in like fired up and it sucked the wind out of us and we were like oh this is brutal like we go to the casino like what do we do these three fights were terrible and the women's fight literally there might have been like two punches exchanged in three rounds and really, just as you're about to, like, give up on it, they put on some crazy video montage of, of uh, Misha Tate training, and then suddenly the music comes on. It's a true production, and I'm not a big wrestling guy. I don't know much about wrestling uh, more than just, you know, the classics, whatever. But this, to me, is like, you know, wrestling times two because it's actually real and it's completely unpredictable. And to his credit, I mean, this guy, Dana White, he rewards the guys who fight, and he penalizes the guys who don't fight. If you're not going to fight hard, you're not getting a main card. Um, And then, like Ariel said on your show, and I know I'm rambling about the UFC for too long, but the grace and the class that this McGregor had after a week of talk was just awesome. Like, he comes out and he's like, he's like, I'm humbled in both defeat and in victory. And he's like, and then at the end of it, he's like, "I I still think, jose aldo's a P. you know I'm yeah like, yes! you know? no he's, he's amazing
3: and you're right by the way he when he beat aldo he was very humble about it. he's like jose was a great champion i'm just better like he he was gracious in victory and in defeat that's and, what makes him so amazing and pete
2: how into it was frank thomas
0: oh the big hurt so <laughs> i'm talking i'm talking to dan unless i mean look the list of celebrities can go on we saw I see Dennis Miller sitting behind Dan. I'm about to freak out. I love Dennis Miller, and I love his new spin uh, on his career as the conservative wise alec. Uh, but, uh, you know, Dennis Miller's there, and then there's Big Hurt. and He's like, he's just in, his, in Big Hurt's voice, Frank Thomas, Dan O'Toole, Peter Schrager. How are you guys? And we're like, yes! Yes! We get a hug from the Big Hurt. And, you know, we're at this event. And when Johnny Menzel's looking around and Reggie Bush is looking around and you're trying to just kind of hold your own and be Mr. Cool and the big hurt is giving you a hug, I mean, that's a pretty good thing.
3: That is a great thing. Shregs, unfortunately, we got to run. We've got a big, important meeting uh, for Fox Sports Live.
0: Good. I'm excited. The show's been kicking ass. Everyone in Canada should be listening to it Daily Podcast,
3: and hopefully, you guys can be on the air over there soon because I love the new format. Yeah, if, if nice. you're a podcast listener, send a tweet to TSN Sports and say, put the freaking show on the air, man, because this yeah. has gone on too long. It's almost three years. It's
2: and follow show. Peter Schrager on Twitter at P at P S C H R A G S. Peter, as always, thank you. Thank you, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> he's our NFL insider. You can also, uh... <laughs> he's a great follower. <laughs> Uh, thanks for listening. <laughs> thanks to Stuntman Stu.
4: <laughs>
3: Goodbye, everyone. Bye. That was fun.
1: So long, oh, closer. My time period up. They're going home. Elvis has just left the building. Love you, boys. Have a great one. Oh, yeah. <laughs>
4: Get out of here.